Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name's Billy, and today I'm going to be talking about um, a couple of the ongoing projects that I've been covering over the last few weeks. The specific one that I want to dig into a little bit today is the Kickstarter project that I'm trying to get going um, for Night Sky. Um, or the, the 2016 night sky calendar. And so it's a cool project that, uh, I'm really excited to get going. I think it, uh, it'll all be finished conceptually and I'll have a copy of it by, uh, by the beginning of the year. And then we're sending it to press or sending it out to print, um, to print up orders of it so that we can ship it out and, uh, send it around to like friends and family. And then like whoever would want to buy it outside of that as a uh, commercial product. I don't know. Hopefully we're going to get there. Um, we're going to try and fund the project, uh, with a Kickstarter campaign and I've never really done a Kickstarter campaign before. Uh, I put together like a couple, a couple projects or a couple publishing projects and then like sent it out. So I have a pretty good understanding of how that, um, that production process works. Like when I put together the, uh, the working with film ebook, that was really cool. When I put together the photographs portfolio book and, uh, when I put together a, uh, like a couple other project books that, uh, that were back in the past or just other print things that I've had to design at work and then get printed and then like show. Um, so I've done that a few times, but I've never really gone through this, uh, this Kickstarter process, which is really simple. Like it's really easy to get going on, on Kickstarter. And, uh, and I like it so far. I haven't, uh, I haven't launched the project. It's not live yet, but we've set our goal at 1500 bucks on Kickstarter so that, um, hopefully we can reach it, you know, over time or if there's, if there's that much interest in it, if there's not that much interest in it, um, then it'll be easier for me to just go ahead and get the few that I need printed. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to, to try and put it together. I think 1500 is the minimum that we could get started at. Um, and that would be the initial, um, press, uh, or like, you know, the initial print of the, of the calendar, I think will be, well, I don't know. Well, it'd be less if I get, you know, more orders, but I think it'll be around $1,500 to, uh, to get started with it. So that's kind of what we're, we're hoping to do is just get, uh, you know, however many prints we can get made up for that. And we have a pretty rough idea of what our unit cost is going to be. And I'm glad that we're finally getting that sorted out, but it's complicated getting something printed or, or going through, um, you know, a printing press to get, uh, to get something going, or it's just, I don't know, it's just some work. It's like logistics and you're kind of like focused on trying to do a good job and get things going. Um, so what we've been doing so far with the project with night sky is, uh, is just trying to get conceptually what the project is about and then what we're going to do to graphically represent that when we, uh, when we try and show it or try and design it. Um, cause I'm not the best designer in the world and I know that. So it's just like, how do you maximize your strengths when doing that? Um, so what I'm going to try and do is, uh, set up this Kickstarter campaign to like try and fund the project. And then we have this InDesign project and art project going simultaneously, uh, along with like the stuff that we're trying to do to market the project. And so they're all kind of like running at the same time this month. That's, what's going to keep us busy for a little while is, uh, is trying to just get this night sky project up and off the ground. And, uh, so the first project, like this probably made clear is going to be this, uh, this cool art calendar that we're producing for the 2016 year. And it's going to be, it's probably going to be like a 13 month calendar. So you get at least a whole year's use out of it because it's probably going to run into like uh, January for the beginning of delivery. Um, and that's why, uh, we're starting it in January of this year and going all the way through January of next year. Um, just to kind of, you know, get the most, the most use we can in, but it's going to be really exciting. I'm excited to see it and I'm really excited to be building it and be putting it together. But I'm working with Marina Hansen, um, who's the artist who's going to be putting together, uh, 13, um, like new or like brand new pieces of art that represent, uh, these factors or these, these bits or pieces or these, 
uh, vignettes of the evening night sky uh, throughout the, the year as it changes, you know. And so I think the idea is that we're going to have things kind of um, correlate uh, month to month. So like, let's say in August, like the art that we're going to we're going to build and draw, uh, build, we're going to build this art. Uh, the, uh, I think the, the graphic, the art piece that we're going to have as the, uh, the photo or, you know, the image for that month will be for the Perseid meteor shower. Um, because the Perseids are happening that month, like during the 10th and 11th and 12th of, of 2016. And I've had a great time all, all years in the past of getting outside and going out like really early in the morning, like 4am or something, or probably earlier than that. Um, but by that time in August, it's a lot easier to um, or, you know, the sun doesn't come up until maybe 5 a.m. at that point. Um, so it'd be really cool just to get outside and have a calendar that shows you that the 10th, 11th, and 12th are when the Perseids are happening or, um, you know, when the peak of the Perseids is just kind of as a mark of a holiday, like you might see on other calendars. On this calendar, you'll see it as like an almanac event or, you know, this this event, this this thing that kind of signifies that, I don't know, that that type of thing is happening at that time of the year. Um, and so I think other times, like try to move some stuff around here. Sorry about that. Um, I think other parts of the year, like, uh, in January or February, we're probably going to focus in on like, if there's no planet that's going to be coming up, even though we probably could talk about, um, like Mars being up right now, really early in the morning or Jupiter or Venus being up in the morning. Um, I think like that would be really cool to get into, you know, Saturn will be up in the summer next year, probably closer to Sagittarius or in the heart of Scorpio. And that would be really fun to watch and you know, kind of see as that happens. And, um, so we'll just have these different pieces kind of written in and script um, to kind of identify or give you a couple facts about what's happening um, celestially above you throughout the year. And then there's going to be uh, these really cool um, art pieces that sort of demonstrate that. And they're not photographs. They're, they're like hand-drawn art pieces uh, that, that demonstrate this, this cool view or look at the night sky. And so... To get back to what I was going to mention a moment ago, what we're going to do for like January, February is going to be, um, or like at some point in the year is identify like cool constellations or, or specific constellations that you can see up above you at that time or in during that month in the night sky. And so it's supposed to be kind of an introductory or like interesting sort of whimsical look at astronomy and at the night sky and uh, at something that's a little bit of a shift away from the astrophysics side of astronomy that seems to have been... Um, I don't know if popularized is the right word, but it seems to be what a lot of uh, astronomy education is about. It's a lot of terms and, and use of stuff that is, uh, you know, it's just like, um, how would I, I guess the best way to say is they're not really showing you the constellations, they're not showing you where the planets are, how to find them or how to recognize it, how to identify things that physically exist around you or how to see the way the world turns throughout the year. And that's cool. And that's what I want to try and explain. Um, a lot of the astrophysics or astronomy class presentation of the information is is saying that that is a main sequence star or this is 30 solar masses, but not really getting into I can see this from a house and now I know why I can see that. Um, and so that's what I want to I want to try and get into a little bit more is uh, uh, this just more to me what I find more interesting about. Um, making observations about the night sky, seeing the way the earth moves, seeing where the planets move and, uh, or just kind of identifying, you know, just where things are in the sky. I think that's a really great thing to have. And it just really re, I don't know. I think it, it informs, you know, what I understand about where I am in this really big way that I think people that, uh, that don't really take the time to, to get into that or 
to get to notice. Uh, they just won't really, really see or have. So I'm uh, really excited to get this Kickstarter project up and off the ground. I think we're going to be launching it um, this weekend or over the next couple of days. I'm trying to put together the uh, the Kickstarter video right now, so we're we're kind of uh, doing a couple a couple pieces. But video editing for me always takes way longer than it should. Um, the other part too, I think I want to do, and I've talked about that on the podcast before. I'm going to do a night sky podcast. I want it to be like a little shorter, and a little tighter, and a little bit more focused on uh, like following up with the calendar. This is what you're going to see tonight. And, you know, it'll be just kind of some kind of play to help get the 2017 calendar off the ground. That's what I'll try and do. But some kind of like week by week thing of, hey, tonight, check out the Heavenly G up now. It's in or, you know, you'll see it in the evening sky. If you go out in February, the moon's going to be down. You're going to see like Capella and Procyon and like Gemini, like Castor and Pollux and Gemini and Sirius and Rigel and what would it be like the Pleiades and then in like Beetlejuice in Orion. And there's just all these cool things that you can go out and see these features of the night sky that'll kind of help you kind of format or see like and understand um, the stuff that's above you in the night. So I don't know. It'd be really cool. I'm looking forward to putting the project together and uh, yeah, you'll be able to uh, order, I think on the Kickstarter, uh, starting at the beginning of this next week, and I'll give you the URL uh, in the next podcast when that comes out. Um, and I think that, yeah, you can order it. You can put put a pledge toward to uh, to order a calendar, or to just help us out if you're interested. And I think that uh, that after that point, then you can like put in an order for a calendar also if you're interested in it. But uh, but yeah, it'll be really cool. I think it'll be fun to do. Um, <laughs> I guess moving on. Uh, for a couple more minutes of the podcast, I, uh, I put together or I'm working on right now this fall photo shoot and, uh, it's been kind of a, a pain, but, uh, but it's been good too. It's, it's strange, like learning how to put together photo shoot pieces. Cause a lot of the time I'm working with someone else, um, a lot of the time, the very few times that I'm working for efforts for a photograph that go outside of what I'm interested in. Like if I'm working or if I'm working for someone else, you know, if I'm trying to take someone else's picture, um, there's a lot of compromises that you have to make um, to kind of get through it or to get to what you're after. And sometimes those are good or sometimes those are effective or they help you stretch. And then sometimes those are kind of limiting. I'm not sure which one I guess this would be, but, uh, but it's just interesting kind of getting used to the idea of uh, setting up or organizing all the, uh, the art or the logistic side of things. Um, before a photo shoot happens. So I'm trying to do uh, this like outdoor adventure tourism shoot uh, with a couple vehicles uh, against like these poplar trees that are now like turned um, really kind of bright, bright yellow and a little bit of orange as their leaves are starting to fall or at least as their leaves were starting to fall 10 days ago. They probably all fallen by now that I'll have an unfortunate surprise to find tomorrow when we go to shoot. Um, But that's not true. They're enough there. Um, so there's this area where we're going to pull up and then, uh, like photograph against, uh, against the backdrop of these really cool, um, poplar trees that are there, these really cool, you know, bright orange fall colors, uh, that we can try and blow out in the background of it, or just kind of try and stage or, or make some kind of faux arrangement in front of that. Um, so we can have some kind of, you know, nicer, I think it'll be like a print advertisement or like social media post, something like that. But it'll be an interesting project to try and do. And I'm happy to get to do something like that this uh, this time around. I'm trying to go through a little bit of the gear that I'm going to be trying to use on that tomorrow. So it'll mostly be digital, but I really want to get through it with some film photographs also. Because I think we're doing 
um, a few different vehicles or a few different vehicle types, um, you know, kind of in this area uh, to shoot against. Uh, It'll be more like for for like advertisement or like product photography. And it won't really be as much uh, experiential or like lifestyle Um, as much as I'd really like to do more lifestyle stuff. It just doesn't seem to be within the capacity of, uh, you know, the resources around me to get that done. But, um, but I think this kind of product idea will be really cool, uh, to bring in a couple of these, uh, these nice vehicles and then, uh, get them photographed in this, uh, this kind of specific setting. But we're really fortunate. It's in the Willamette Valley. It's, uh, it's, uh, really just a few minutes away from where everything is right now. So we don't have to do that much, that much effort, but I've just been kind of learning about coordinating with these other people. Like, all right, you're going to need to drive this, you're going to need to drive this. And then like, how do you get that financed or how do you get that okayed? Or when it's not just everybody's own stuff, how do you get a hold of it? How do you communicate with the utility board to get access? Or how do you, you know, go to the drivers that are going to be doing that and get their time or get whoever that manages them to get them, you know, time for me. Um, so that kind of part or that side of, uh, negotiating with people has been interesting to kind of sort out. It's been fine. Though. Everybody's super helpful. It's been good. But, um, but yeah, we got this, uh, this photo shoot plan. I'll, I'll talk about it more. I should talk about it after I do it so I can talk about some of the stuff I learned and uh, kind of show some of the photos that I had. But I was there to do some test shoots maybe a week ago or so, and uh, they worked out really well. I kind of put my car in, in the way of it there and, uh, and try to shoot against it. But I think there's going to be some cool lens effects that I can do if I, uh, if I try – it's tough. See, here's the thing. It's going to be close quarters or it's sort of a narrow area. So I'm going to jump in first with a wide angle lens. I'm going to try and shoot as much as, well, everything that I would need, some version of everything I need with a 28 or a 35 millimeter lens. And that's going to be because things are going to be tighter and I'm not going to be sure exactly where I can be to get the view of the vehicle in the way that I need because it's kind of this row of trees that are sort of close to each other um, with a road, like a gravel road that cuts down in the middle of it. And uh, I'm trying to figure out ways to get different angles or multiple angles from that that look kind of interesting. That's something more than just the head-on view that maybe it would feel like what we would get. So we'll try and sort that out. But uh, but yeah, I'm real excited to do that. And uh, I guess I can talk about that more on the next episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. You can check more of my stuff out at billynewmanphoto.com. And I think you can check out this podcast on iTunes. Remember to subscribe um, that's at, uh, well, you can find a link on my website if you go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash podcast. Again, thank you very much for listening.